Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris. That means it's time for Tim with Tim. We have just finished the book of Isaiah. I loved it. Uh, Jeremiah is coming up, you guys. Jeremiah is also a very, very long Old Testament book with a lot of uh, you know, uh, warnings of, you know, judgment against the nations, that sort of thing. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm learning and, and it shouldn't be such a hard lesson to learn, but that, uh, everything in the Bible is there for a purpose. And if we will apply ourselves to it, uh, there is much, much that the Holy Spirit can teach us. It is truly food for our souls. So, uh, anyway, uh, we finished Isaiah and I'm happy about that. So I'm going to kind of give us a break. <laughs> Let us do some, um, feel like we're making some quicker progress. So today we're going to do a book of the Bible in a day. We're going to do the book of Jude. Um, it's a little book. The word Bible itself, I mean, just to back up a little, the word Bible itself means little books. So the Bible is itself one book with 66 little books. And Jude is one of the littlest books in, in there. There are only 25 verses, uh, a single chapter, you can say. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It really is, and and it has raised a lot of questions. Scholars have debated it. Some people back in the day argued whether or not it belonged in the Bible at all. Um, but here it is. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives it to us. Let's apply ourselves to it. The Book of Jude. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. Uh, interesting. Uh, we know that Jude is a brother of Jesus and a brother of James because James is a brother of Jesus. Interestingly, James calls himself a slave of Jesus too. So uh, I love that. Mark chapter 6 verse 3, if you just want to do a little, a little background. Mark chapter 6 verse 3 lists the brothers of Jesus. I think there were four. Uh, James, Joseph, uh, Jude, uh, uh, Jude, and Simon. Uh, four brothers, and it just says sisters, which means there must be at least two, uh, at least two, because it's plural. So uh, four brothers and sisters, probably two, uh, at least two sisters. Uh, so Jude and James both end up writing books in the Bible. First Corinthians uh, chapter 9, maybe? First Corinthians chapter 9, 5? I'm guessing. I'm so bad with numbers. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5, will say, uh, refers to the brothers of Jesus as being examples of traveling missionaries. So from these just, you know, small uh, kind of, you know, offhand comments in scripture, we know that that Jude is a brother of Jesus, that he probably was a traveling missionary. He obviously didn't achieve the prominence of James. James becomes very prominent in the early church, very, very prominent leader. Uh, Jude doesn't. If, if it weren't for this letter here, we probably would know nothing about him at all. Uh, but but here we go. I love the way he calls himself a slave of Jesus. Probably if I was Jesus's like brother, brother, I would be throwing that out. You know, I'd have a t-shirt. I would, I would make sure everybody knows that every time I talk. But I think it's interesting that James and Jude both, they never see that brotherly relation as, as a privilege. Instead, they emphasize their submission to Jesus's lordship. Uh, they submit to his lordship. So he calls himself a slave, not a servant. Uh, the word isn't a diaconus, it's doulos, his slave of Jesus. So he's stressing his submission to uh, Jesus's lordship. I, I love that. Uh, he probably wasn't a believer before the resurrection, according to the New Testament, but probably was present at Pentecost. So Jude becomes a believer and a, and a slave of Jesus. Uh, one of the things I notice in reading this with you is just his emphasis on mercy, and, and I love that. Uh, verse 2, may God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. You know, more and more mercy. 
Um, he's already given me mercy. Why do I need more and more mercy? Well, the answer to that, the short answer, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but the reason I need more and more mercy is because I got more and more sin. I mean, I mean, I got, I'm, I just thank the Lord that he's got more mercy than I got sin, you, you know, but I, I continue to need more and more and he continues to pour out more and more mercy, peace and love. Uh, so I, I love that. Uh, he gives his purpose for writing right there in verse three. I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith. So Jude writes to encourage believers to defend the faith. Uh, basically, that's the purpose of the book. And then verse four tells us sort of the, the contextual situation. Why does he feel like the faith is being threatened? It's because ungodly people have wormed their way into churches. Ungodly people have roamed their way into churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. And we're going to have the New Living Translation. So obviously these are ungodly people, but they love grace. It's, it's an interesting kind of person you're describing here. They love grace, but they also love sin. <laughs> and that doesn't work. You can't be friendly with sin and also be a friend of the gospel. And so that's why Jude wants to... Uh, sort of put these people on your radar. You got to recognize these people if they sort of love grace so much, but that grace never functions to separate them from their sin. Well, then something's wrong. Something's off with these people. They love grace, but they love sin. And so Jude begins to talk about these people and how they've been condemned. So these aren't genuine believers. They pretend to be, or they may believe they are, and that's the part that kind of, as a pastor, that's the part that breaks my heart. Because I can read this and I can recognize or, or wonder, you know, are there people like this in, in our church? Um, and uh, there are always people, I mean, he, he, he describes them pretty well. Their condemnation is described in, in just stark and, and disturbing terms. Um, I mean, they're like Cain, they're like Balaam, you know, and on and on he goes. Uh, they're like dangerous reefs are going to wreck the ship. You know, in other words, man, these people will wreck your church, you know. But how will they wreck the church? Well, verse 16, they're grumblers and complainers, and they 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 divide the church. Um, they grumble, they complain, and they divide the church. They love their sin. I mean, I, I, I guess I was in my mind when the Scripture says they love sin, I go straight to sexual sin or, you know, some sort of horrible, you know, um, but there are all kinds of sins, you know, gossip, you know, is, is, is sin, selfishness. And I, I don't know, it, you know, once I start kind of realizing how common this kind of person could be, then I realize how easily I could be that person. You know, as I said, I got more and more sin too. Um, so I, I think the, the, the tenor of Jude is in the end one of uh, a, a kind of self-evaluation. Uh, I, I love how at the end of the book, he says that uh, uh, these things are written so that you may keep yourselves in God's love. That's verse 21. You will keep yourself safe in God's love. So there's this uh, you know, admonition here to, to, to keep yourself uh, in God's love, to, to, to keep yourself. But anyway, again, it's just that you know, the need to defend the faith because of, because of people in the church. You know, I guess it's like Joseph you know, in the Old Testament who you know, finds out that his Worst enemies are his brothers, you know. Um, there literally can be people in the church that are not friends of the church. They grumble, they complain, and they divide us, you know. Um, 
And again, if you start trying to think, well, who could that be? Well, gosh, it's somebody at your church, you, you know? Again, I'm not asking you to be judgmental about people in your church. I'm just saying this is what Jude is writing about. This is what disturbs him, that people in churches are actually about to wreck the church. And I mean, that's exactly what he says. Jude's Greek is actually very high. I mean, in terms of he's very eloquent, um, uh, rhetoricians, I mean, those who are interested in structure and the persuasive strategies behind language, you know, rhetoricians study the book of Jude. It's a textbook example of how to write, how to persuade. He likes threes. He sort of piles up analogies. He gives, you know, three examples of God's judgment in verses five to seven. And then verse 12, all of these analogies for the way in which these people represent you know, danger. They're like dangerous reefs. They're like shameless shepherds. They're like clouds blowing over the land that never give any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead because they don't have fruit, you know, and they've been pulled up by the roots. They're like wild waves of the sea that churn up from the foam, like wandering stars. I mean, it just piles up the metaphors there. Um, a couple of things probably raise your interest in mind. In, in verse 14, Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, and I'm thinking, where did he do that? You know, there's just like uh, very few verses in the Bible about Enoch, but I don't remember he had a speaking part. Um, that verse 14 is one of the most controversial parts of the book of Jude because he's, he's probably quoting the book of First Enoch, which is an ancient document that I don't think anybody sees as as canonical. Nobody has it in their Bible, you know, but Jude quotes it. Uh, but but uh, there you go. It's it, it's just part of the book of Jude. Also, the part about uh, when Michael argues with the devil over uh, the body of Moses, it's just like, what? You know, uh, Jude brings up some things just in passing that were like, wait, wait, what, what? How do you know about that? Where does that come from? Uh, anyway, bottom line, uh, you're supposed to keep yourself safe in God's love, uh, which is his admonition. But then notice two different times he says Jesus keeps you. Verse 1, we're all being kept in the care of Jesus Christ. And verse 24, now all glory to God who is able to keep you. So there's this beautiful, beautiful tension between the fact that I, I've got to keep myself, but also knowing full well that Jesus is able to keep me. We keep ourselves quickly, verse 17, by remembering what we've been taught. Verse 20, by building each other up. I mean, honestly, I can't really keep myself. I need you. You know, we, we build each other up. We keep each other. Uh, so remember what you've been taught. Build each other up. Pray in power. I love that. Pray in power. And then show mercy. There again, once more, mercy is important. Show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. The idea there, uh, as Jude spells that out, is it, it goes back to sort of the love the sinner and hate the sin you know, kind of idea. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. So love the sinner, hate the sin. That final doxology in verses 24 and 25 are just beautiful. Uh, but anyway, that's the book of Jude. I love it. It's little. We just had a whole book of the Bible in one day. You all, it's the way to go. Look at you. Uh, tomorrow, just to, just to show off, let's do two books of the Bible. Will you with me? Just turn back one page. Tomorrow, let's hit 2 John and 3 John. I mean, these are very, very short. I mean, not even a full page each. So do 2 and 3 John tomorrow. Read both books. 2 and 3 John, and we'll do that in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock. For Tim with Tim. I love you guys so much. Listen, go back through Jude, read slow, 
and, and let the word of God speak to you today. I love you so much. Thank you for your faithfulness to the word. Thank you for your friendship with me in the word. And I uh, hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, Lord willing, 10 o'clock, 10 with 10. Love you all.